Good morning. And good Chaydesh. Uh, and, you know, it is, it is late, so, but I did want to, how, how could we Rosh Chodesh on a Sunday of all days and run, run to all kinds of stuff and not get some Torah? Um, but, so, I, uh, someone was telling me that Tzimura increases you already learning the sugars of, of the Simanim. Yes. The things about Simanim. So, around Rosh Chodesh all of the Torah is revolving around Rosh Hashanah already. So, uh, we're starting uh, today based Knesses. So, it's a good thing, good thing to start uh, in Elul as well. Says the Pelayo, it's Mitzvah Hashkamas based Knesses, the Mitzvah to wake up to go to Shul. Listen to this. People, you know, one of, the, one of the reasons why, I'd say there's two main reasons why otherwise observant Jews miss Minyan. Reason number one is the reason is pure laziness. <laughs> I'm not talking people who are not so observant. I'm talking about observant. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about people who are barely observant. But number one is, is, is uh, pure laziness. Reason number two is money. Job, stress, job. You know, and you think about it, whether it's mincha or shachras or maidiv, Chazal tell us, if you believe in the Torah, that, that you are rewarded in this world and the next world, and your parnas and everything you can imagine for, um, for, for coming to Shul. So, you know, all of those chashbainis is to an extent the Yitzhahara. Yeah, if you really want siyata, the Shema, God's blessing, in your par- it doesn't mean if, you're, if you have to get to work at uh, a certain time uh, to go to a minyan that happens for two hours for chakras. <laughs> but it does mean that you should prioritize tefillah. That Karen though, even though your person gets rewarded for waking up early and coming to Shul, the ultimate reward doesn't take away for anything from the eternal reward. The Adiwa the Amr Bashas is an amazing Gemara that the Gemara says in Baruch Hashtaf Ches, This allowed in Bavel that there should be elderly people. How was the Schuss of the elderly people? Is they came to the remarkable on going to Shaw. You know, I was always growing up in Miami Beach, Florida, amazed at the Jews who these elderly Jews who would be 85, 90, 95, 100 years old, and they would still have vitality. Uh, and so, you know, I always think that the Gemara means in Brachas. It's not just by the uh, you know you know what city has the the, lo- the the longest lifespan in Israel for many years already consistently. Bnei Brach. Every look at any look it up. Every year they take a poll of which of which city has longest longevity uh, span. So I, there's more than one reason. I would say you talk on emuna, you have your purpose in life, but also there's a, the Chazal say you have a, a long life. It's not just living a long life; it's that you have koychas, you have strength, you, you have a, you 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 have a, 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 a bracha, and it's a, you have also on a simple level you have vitality. You have something to wake up for in the morning. We're going to wake up to play mahjong in the morning. You wake up to, to watch soap operas. I mean, you know, you know, there's a there's a there's a bracha to wake up to do dafyomi to learn to learn to learn Torah. The Amr Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, Kidmu v'Chashicho. Who is Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi? Anyone know? Who is Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi? Who is ben Levi? No, now we're talking Yeshua ben Levi. First generation of Mora, student of of. of uh, uh, he was actually the Rebbe of Rabbi Yochanan uh, of, of the Talmud. Um, so, 
So Bishua the, the Levi, it's about like first generation of Mira, said Kid Kidimu Vachashika Lebeknashta, come early and stay a little longer to, to the shul, and then the Havi Save and you'll and you'll you'll live a long life. You'll you you'll you'll be alive like a kihe and you'll have a lo a long life. For Hamaktim Lasliyos, and if you can even become from the first ten, so for the first ten the Gemara says you get the schar of everybody, which means every, you don't take away any schar. But if you make the minion, the first ten make the minion, right? So whoever comes afterwards, you have the schus of their minion because you created the minion, right? You created uh, you created uh, the minion the minion for them. And the Zohar says if you're number one, if you're the first one there, uh, you're, you're, the Zohar is hiflug ma'ayid b'shavcha. The Kaiba Dargo, the Tzadik who had taken Gadol, it has a tremendous rectification. The Zara Parshas Chuma, Vinasa Rea, Ohov, Verichama, Kuchabricha brings you close to Hashem. Mishama Ke'ela, who could hear this? Vleishtadel, Bekol Koicha, Lias Risha, and to try your hardest to be the first, or at least the ten Rishainim, to give Nachasruch, Vleitzro. And you're going to end up being like the Koranim fighting over. That's it. If as long as you don't push, you're okay. Imagine that to guys pushing. Vamashlim, vamashlim, pays you back uh, for Isa Ritzayna. By the way, I can tell you, for, for Mincha Marav being the first 10, is, if you, you could shoot, it's not hard to do. Right. Uh, we, should, we should be on time. That's a good start for some people. But uh, we had the first 10. Uh, you know, I... I, you know, I, I uh, I would say, you know, Rishonim Kippur, it's Kedai to push yourself to try to be the first 10 uh, as well. Um, because you have this Chark Naikum, but to push yourself, to come early, you know, I, 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 I've said this before, if you notice a person who has an important business meeting, they don't come late. Mm -hmm. They don't come late if it's an important business meeting. Again, I'm not saying there's not reasons, uh, well, you know, for Rishonim, now, if you have little kids that are holding you back, or you're taking your kids, or brushing their teeth, whatever, okay, one thing. Imagine you could be the first ten, be the, be the first the, the first ten. You're having your coffee here. Every, you know, Shabbos, I, I think I'm usually the first ten, you know, which is good. It's probably the most important day. But I'm always amazed. I'm coming in the morning, and there are people here earlier. Not, I'm not talking to the people in your class. There are people sitting in this room, having coffee, Schmoozing, you'd be in the shul. By the way, most of those people end up in the shul the first ten, anyways. But you could end up in the first ten. So some people don't end up in the first ten. They sit outside. They have, they're the bruchim abayim people. You know the bruchim abayim people. The shul welcome workers. Everyone that comes in, they have to say shalom aleichem to. How was your dinner last night? You know, how was the gefilte fish? Um, so el shabaychol and shabachutz be'as they don't realize how important this mitzvah is to try in the the uh those who want to to make their own minyanim in the Ezra's Nashim. What's this minyanim? The speed minion or the shmooz minion or the or they daven, you know, I remember in the country I was there was the minion at, at the time, and there would be a minion outside. They would dive in outside the shul. Usually, the minion outside the shul is for a reason, by the way. It's not the late minion, it's not the slow minion, right? 
it's the minion where it's it's the it's the minion of Amiaris. It's fast. It's people high fiving, slapping five, you know, flicking a guy's ear as he walks by, you know, looking at, if it's on the weekday, they'll start looking at their phone and and, and chazring all the, their 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 texts and their their emails, uh, or catching up on the racing of the emails too, you know, uh, these kind of minyanim. It's not new, it's not a new thing. They sit there, they make their own minion on the other side of the mechitza. The Yosher Shama Shabbosas over Moadim. And sometimes they even say this, and they wait till the shikh gets Baruch Shamar. Uh, and then they start skipping. So what really happens is, is they're Gamurah and Afsham. And they lose out. Now, let me tell you, I'm uh, a of for many years already. So, you know, obviously, if somebody comes here and they put on the yarmulkes from the front and they have a silk yarmulke, and for them, davening is very hard and it's barely religious. So, you know, you want to, they're, they're barely religious, so you want to, you understand that they're not the level. But if you're already a Shiva person or a person who's, who's been involved in Torah and Tefillah for many years, this type of thing it's destructive. It's not just that your own tefillah, you're bringing down other people's tefillah, and you, you, what happens is you're now your, your, your whole gisha, your whole approach to davening is one of looseness. So even when you want to daven, it does, it's not there, because it's, uh, the whole thing is debased. So um, if you notice the rabbi once in a while will shush people, you know, or, you know, Make a comment. It's it's because it's not the people who are, who are coming in, uh, you know, in an observance. People who who if they don't do that, it's not that moment. It's everything about it will uh, will will bring down them and other people other people uh, around them. So if you if you're able to be mashpia, uh, then one should be a Jewish Amrala Rav Harizal, and it's known um, that. Uh, that Rizal was not Machbet to be the first ten. Well, Rizal's a pretty holy Jew. Why? Because he would daven at Hashkama, and he, would want, he was Machbet to put his talus and tefillin on outside the shoal. So the ones that were putting the talus and tefillin inside the shoal ended up being the first ten. So that Rizal put on his talus and tefillin outside the shoal, uh, and therefore he would, it was not shy for him to be the first ten, especially when, the, when, when you're putting it on uh, uh, you know, others. A mukhtar betfilin, the makas come in. couldn't do it before. Whatever the calculation, which means it's certainly a big. He wasn't coming 40 minutes later, he saw. It wasn't the first time because of this svara. The makhriza kame havu yakar, the dukne malak. It's a strong idea to put your talis and tefillin outside the shawl and come in to it. Kol kaval dana hanechat, it's a basic knesset, but tefillin. Eshtachava el hechal kadshacha. Uh, if you come in wearing talis and tefillin, Hashem says, you, you know, you come into the king, you come in prepared already. Now you, the people fear me. the shikra, right? Because if you walk in, because we say, if you walk in without talis and tefillin, so there's a certain lack. That's again, not everyone's makbut, but there's only a strong idea that real, the result is very careful. Let's say some advice, and actually, Mr. Ruhr talks about that in the, in the, when they lived in Shtetlach, uh, not like today, if you walk out in Talas and Tillin outside, you know, I remember I was once walking with Shmuel Kamenetsky, I was on Shabbos, no, t- no Tillin, I was wearing my Talas, 
and I was walking to the, to, the, to to I was going to walk him home. I saw him my talis, and he stopped me, like by the yeshiva. So I said, "No, oh, you're wearing your cape. They're going to think you're Superman outside." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he right, Shmuel held. You don't walk in gullahs with the talis outside. You know, you walk with like you don't have to walk with a cape uh, outside. But in the, it wouldn't be a problem in Israel. If you're in, if you're in yeah if you're in a, 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 the uh, exactly um, uh, again I wouldn't walk through Dizengoff for many reasons uh, but I wouldn't walk through Dizengoff my talus uh, you know per se but if you're in an area where it's yeah then you would but, yeah, um, and if I would walk for Dizengoff my talus I would do it to, to Mikarov I wouldn't do it for the you know the, the, there's plenty of good Jews there who can be mechazik as well uh, and therefore, don't worry. If, you, if that's your calc- if you have a different calculation, it doesn't mean come late. It just means if you're not the first 10, um, because you can't bring your toss until while it's still night, especially in the winter, you have a problem, um, etc. And he says, and today people look, walk outside with toss and tefillin, so there is a calculation. Here's the thing with Baisai. You know, a lot of uh, the next month, and certainly between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, if you have to pick the greatest thing that we're doing, it's going to be davening. Yom Kippur, it's all davening. Rosh Hashanah, it's a lot of davening. We add on slichas uh, for Svartim starting immediately. <coughs> Ashkenazim and getting closer. The more, you know, we improve our tefillah, it's, it, it, you know, it affects not only the next coming year and our gzardin. It's an amazing thing. The Iker thing is, but it affects our whole Yiddishkeit, our whole Yahadus. And, whether it's coming earlier, putting our talis and tefillin outside of shul, striving to be the first ten, or ashrech of the first one, you know, at this point, we really should be thinking to ourselves, you know, uh, how to work with tefillin. But it's an amazing thing, you know. I, I was thinking the Pelayites, he brings this down. He doesn't call us tefillah. He doesn't call us shachris. What does he call us? Basic knesses. Because the way you approach all of this is the way you approach a shul. It, it, you, you view shul differently. Right, you view the, the, the uh, you know, you view a basic, it's a mikdash ma'at. And so your whole approach is to tefillah is differently. That has tremendous dividends, uh, not only for Shoshana and Kippur, but throughout the year.